Star Wars. Nothing but Star Wars. Give me the Star Wars. Don't let them in. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast, episode 250, the big 250. This is a Star Wars episode, as you could probably tell from that intro theme. And we're going to be talking about Darth Vader, number eight in particular. And I say we, I mean me and my man, Matt. But before we do that, let me tell you where you can find us. You can go over to the Twitters at WS Marvel Comics and follow us there. And we will follow you back 100%. You could also go over to our website, WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com, where you can get news, reviews, previews, ews, ews, ews of every sort of way and how and what. Over there at WeirdScienceMarvelComics.com. You can also go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience. Tried to say that robotically, but it didn't come out as well as it should have. But there you can get a ton of other podcasts. Also help us out a little, get us a little inspired there. But also get shows. Like I said, one of the big things is each week, every Wednesday night, we do a Patreon-only podcast it's two books from that week exclusively on the patreon this past week the badasses the get fresh crew beep boop ended up picking black cat number one and taskmaster number two it was a jed mckay fest going on over there and yeah if you check that out each week we have that show we have a bunch of other marvel shows dc comic shows indie comics and even things like cartoons movies pop culture all that sort of a jazz so you check that out but that's all i have to say at this beginning this little you know push the product deal and we're going to go off now to me and my man matt talking about darth vader number eight all right and i'm here with matt matt how are you doing pretty good today can't complain matt who's gone through and started watching the prequels again yes, much to my chagrin <laughs> i sat there shaking my fist at you how dare you i, I should be young though uh, my How son Ethan you? ended up doing the same thing, but he's starting with the original trilogy. He's going in order of release, which I told him, why are you doing that? If you're going to rewatch them all, you know, you might as well start with the prequels. Then he, he doesn't listen. He'll never listen to anything I'm on. He's like, I'm going to start with Rise of Skywalker. Then I'll do Return of the Jedi. He'll just yeah. randomly something. But <laughs> we're here to talk about Star Wars Darth Vader number eight. And it's funny, too, because you went through the prequels, and there's a couple scenes in this Mm -hmm. from the prequels. And so that's a cool little bit of synergy that you had. But this is Into the Fire Part 3, The Eye, from Star Wars Darth Vader, number 8, written by Greg Pak, art by Raffaele Ayanenko, colors (laughs) by Niraj Menon, and letters by DC's Joe Caramagna. I'm sure if you go back, every time we talk about this, I say these things different different because I'm awful. Luke Skywalker refused Darth Vader's call to the dark side of the Force. In rage, Vader tore through the galaxy on a quest for revenge against everyone who hid Luke from him. The Emperor brutally punished Vader for his rebellion, broken and stranded on Mustafar. Vader must remember the true way of the Sith if he is to survive. The Sith assassin known as Ochi hinted at the Emperor's true plans for the galaxy. The secrets may rest with the mysterious being Vader feels through the Force. And so, yeah, with this, you have to keep remembering That this is the punishment. This is the punishment. And also what the emperor said to Vader, I have to reteach you 
what you need to know. You know, Mm -hmm. the whole deal of he's now starting to get the emotions, his son, he's gone way over, even though we even pointed out that at one point the emperor wanted him to do what he was doing. And then kind of, I guess he went too far. Once he discovered stuff about Padme and all that stuff, you know, it, it ended up being a little too personal. And I think, you know, the emperor's worried that Vader's gotten too emotional again, and he isn't an emotional fella. Mm-hmm. As you said when we were talking before we even recorded, uh, episode two, you know, you have Hayden. He, he's over the top. Anakin is so over the top but until, the until he gets a sexy hair <laughs> in episode three. Then he calms down. He, he looks in the mirror. He's like, why am I so mad? I mean, look at me. I'm a great looking fella. I got a great gal under my arm. Let's go. Mm-hmm. It's like he thought that everything was there for him. Nothing could, you know, and then things go a little wrong for him. Next thing you know. He's Darth Vader. Still kind of sexy, but in a robot-type android way, right? Yeah, he, yep, he, yep. You know, you could say that. I, I always say that the part of his chest plate thing, but it's a love tester. And it's just because he, he really is trying to find love in the galaxy he goes. <laughs> and he, boop, boop, boop. Nope, that's a cold fish. Oh, yeah, no. cold fish. So you end up having all this. And we saw Ochi, the Sith assassin, had pretty much beaten the crap out of Vader until Vader showed that he was pretty badass himself. And he got away in a cave. And we said it last issue. Uh, here we go. It's a cave. Caves, trees, anything dark in the Star's universe. When somebody with force powers goes in, you're going to get a little bit, you know, philosophical, a little bit with the whole what's the meaning of me and life and things. Yep. And you do get that here. Ochi, this guy, I, I, I'm not so sure I, I'm digging him now. Uh, by the end, you you pretty much see. His time might not be very long for this universe, but he is a Sith assassin. He's going after Darth Vader, and this guy is celebrating like Jackson did in Bloodsport before he won. He, he's going <laughs> to leave like, ah, eh, we're done. He should know better than this. He's the Sith assassin. If he goes back to the Emperor and says, oh, yeah, you did that, the, the problem being is, I don't think that there's ever a point where the Emperor wants him to kill him. If he does, I guess it's like no fuss, no muss, we we start over. I think this, you know, is the Emperor setting up everything and wanting Ochi to kind of push him towards the cave, towards the eye, all of this stuff because of this whole lesson involved. Though I think by the end, this is another part where the Emperor kind of might have slipped up a little and you're going to get a little bit of Vader kind of, you know, getting more and more towards the idea of at the end of Return of the Jedi where he tries to get rid of the Emperor and save Luke. More save Luke mm-hmm. than anything there. Uh, because you see there, and it starts off, and Ochi's like, yep, it's over. Starts he's laughing. Taunting up the yeah, rocks. he's taunting him. Yeah, taunting, taunting the, the rock face. Hey there, <laughs> Vader. I'm, I love it, too. I, I love, too, that he is the Sith assassin, but he doesn't even call it a lightsaber. I have a feeling he didn't pay attention in Sith <laughs> assassin class. He's like, I got your light sword. <laughs> really? You're a yeah. Sith assassin. At least call it by its brand name. But he's like, I got your laser sword there. Ah, you're, you're nothing. Ha <laughs> ha. And then you have an Umbaran, I guess would be the pronunciation, yep. who basically is there to oversee this that we just kind of see there with some pretty cool uh, stormtroopers uh, saying, you know, he, he only did like surface level stuff. He's Vader. Yeah, he's getting, and he's getting reprimanded for his job. Yeah, he didn't, he yeah. Didn't 
Yeah, he didn't finish. I mean, th- again, this is, you know, the Atlanta Falcons in the damn Super Bowl. A- at halftime, these guys high-fiving each other, all mm-hmm. that. And, oh, no, it didn't work out. Sorry, Atlanta Falcons fans. They- they've just been served, all six of them. But you end up here where we know that Vader will live. That That's kind of the, the play that Greg Pak has to work against. It- it's one of the things that in any book, like a, a Batman, a Spider-Man, we know they're not really going to die, but it makes it harder when we've seen the future in the movies mm-hmm. and know what's going to happen. So I like how you know, Greg Pak plays this because, again, I get a lot of things in this like, ooh, that, the Emperor might have messed up and, oh, Vader did this. But also you see, and I think we mentioned it last episode, we see that Vader at his like, you know, weakest, and we don't normally see that. I mean, if you're talking about just the movies, And what's canon now? I'm not going to go and say, hey, we didn't have a book, you know, back in the old expanded deal. I'm saying in the here and now, you know, you you haven't really seen that, especially people with the the whole deal with movies. But um, Mm -hmm. you see him at his weakest to show he is just badass. I mean, he is going through and using everything as a weapon. He can't use the force. And now I thought I thought that was a weird play like it was. But I really like it. You're seeing Darth Vader just as Darth Vader, nothing else. And he is smart. He is badass. He can fight. He ends up using, you know, one of these insects that he's attacking. He rips off their top shell and uses it as a It's awesome. It really is. Now, I'm going to pass it over to you in a minute because I agree what you told me before we recorded this issue. First off, it's quick. It's Mm -hmm. very quick. It's also a bit confusing not confusing in a way of, oh, I don't know what just happened, Darth Vader attacking a monster. It's confusing of, like, what is the purpose of what's going on? What are we actually seeing? Because with Darth Vader and something like this, the Emperor involved, it's going to be a lot of illusions, a lot of, they even say, questions that won't be answered to try to figure out what this is about. Um, so while we're going through, you end up having the eye talking to him as as it was drawing mm-hmm. them towards this again, I think that this is fully you know set up because even the Ambaran knows what's in there and what he's Vader's going with and all that. So, what you tell me as you go because Vader starts pretty much going through a gauntlet of you know what he is and and to really you know kind of reach inside and try to figure out what is all. It just going seems on. to me like it's it's webbish bog. I don't know if he's working independently or the 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 emperor is working through him somehow. But it's basically he's just seeding all this doubt in Vader's mind about am I making my decisions or have I been controlled my entire life basically. So he's questioning everything that's going on. And they're showing they're they're doing it through flashbacks and and I all like sorts it, of except things. one thing there was one thing that threw, and it's the thing that threw me off was just the idea where you have Vader saying that Webbish Bug, hey uh, you know you're talking a lot like somebody I know yeah <laughs> you really sound and then even with that as he's thinking back or having flashbacks to Obi Wan you end up having the Emperor sitting on his throne laughing. And you've had these flashback panels that you go, but that one is very, uh, you know, questionable if that's not just the emperor sitting there knowing what's going on, because mm-hmm. you even have that narration going over it. But it is kind of the deal. And I think that he does know at that point, because then we have the flashbacks of all the past and deal. But I do like him. You know, you get to see Obi-Wan and him fighting on the Death Star as a flashback is pretty cool. And you're right. The, the idea of this is 
the emperor wants to beat him down again and remind him who he is. And that is you're you're a servant. You actually, you know, that's what you are. And you do get this. But the weird thing is Webish Bog, the way that he's saying this to Vader and the way that Vader's thinking it through his head, I get the full idea that this is Vader. Like, why am I such a tool? Like, mm-hmm. really, like, it's you Literally have to choose. Yeah. yeah. And, and it goes through a big thing. And one of the big things is, is when you end up having, you know, Webish Bog in the eye, all of a sudden it starts to morph and you end up, is it what you want? And that is, you know, Anakin, Hayden. Yep. And, and I still think it's what you want version. is that sexy hair. I mean, really, if Darth Vader wants anything, it's that that sexy mane of hair that he had there. Uh, And then also maybe even would you keep that scar, you know, that he has there? Because I I like it because that's a sexy scar, right? That's that's a icebreaker at the bar about where you get that scar if they can take their eyes off that sexy hair. I mean, (laughs) they definitely have Pert Plus in the galaxy far far away because it's great so you end up or as my wife used to do she used to use horse shampoo uh the whole uh, deal and i'm like i don't know about that it, it became a big thing at one point i'm like yeah i remember yeah, that i kind of think that they put what's good in the regular human shampoo as well so mm-hmm. i like to use robot shampoo myself that's wd-40 <laughs> it doesn't work out very well but I, I think that i'm cool doing it but yeah you end up where it's what you want and that is Anakin and probably, like you said to me before, back with Padme, back with, you know, Amidala and have that life that he had or what you need. It's Luke, you know, his son and what he needs too. as we see in the flashbacks, very much giving you the flashback of, you know, join me, father and son, we can rule the galaxy. Or does it even matter? And that's the emperor. And it really doesn't the way he is, you know, being manipulated and things like that, because that's all the emperor does. You know, the guy doesn't get around much. He likes to sit on that throne and screw with people. That's all Mm -hmm. he does. This is his pastime. He's like Chris Angel. He's mind freaking everyone. And it it drives me nuts. Also, not as sexy as Chris Angel, but you have Darth (laughs) then trying to figure out, you know, and he stands up and he says, you know, "I I chose and I have chosen and you will care. You know, yep. I'm going to come and get you. And this is where, I mean, in my crazy mind, I think that Webber Spog is like, oh, crap. He's coming <laughs> like, for this me. This isn't how it's going to go. <laughs> and I think that this is where Darth starts to go more of himself, more of the idea, because he's not sitting there. I choose this. I choose that. He's being as cryptic as well. He's just going to choose to make everybody care. And he goes. And it's a cool deal at the end. Uh, but you really know, is. I'm talking, yeah, I mean, there's not much to this and I don't want to, you know, it just, talk it just goes and shows you that, you know, that he was doomed. I mean, that he met the, um, uh, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan on, um, Tatooine as a kid. And the second they took him back to Coruscant and he met the Palpatine, he was doomed. His whole life was over basically. And, sh- and he had no more control over anything that happened. Especially the when poor Palpatine guy. saw him and said, yeah. I'm going to keep my eye on you. Because you know, he, he, he had the highest midichlorian count, so he was the best Jedi ever, you know? Keeping the eye thing always weirded me out. <laughs> like, stop <laughs> it, old man. You're yeah. weird. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we saw that he was doomed. He was, he doomed. was, but this seems to be, again, I like this idea in my mind, and I think that this is one of those issues we're going to have to see play out anyway. But I like this because you could take it a bunch of different ways. I think that people could read this and take it different ways. I take this as, you know, hey, Emperor, you're trying to screw with me. You're trying to beat me down again, and you failed because I, I'm not beaten down. I'm going to make you care to the, the web of, you know, the eye of uh, Webish Bug. Yeah. And, and our Webish Bug. 
ends up, you know, telling that when he goes again, is this the idea that the emperor like only wanted to get this wayfinder? I don't think so. That's the thing because you get the wayfinder and he's going to go back. And I love the idea that Weberspock says, you know, do you think you passed this test or failed? Because if you think of it as passed, because he's now determined to maybe step up on his own, you know, eventually does save Luke. Or is it you failed because you're just going to go back? You know, you're going to mm-hmm. go back just how you know. And, and it's one of those things, I think, where you have Darth thinking about that from this point on about did I did I pass it or did I fail? I got this wayfinder, but this is but is this the plan? Of the emperor was this all set up And it's a really crazy way To almost think that in the background Of it the emperor wins anyway Because all this stuff just Ends up screwing with Darth's mind About what's going on and what won And stuff but again mm-hmm. What I like the most About these couple issues is seeing Darth we, we were even excited when he ended up Just no legs and all that and he had to Redo himself and, and get his parts And all and so we see him Still being badass, he's still not using the force, but yet gets one of the most powerful things for a Sith there without it, and then goes out. He survives this, comes out, and stupid Ochi's there Idiot. as if he, you know, as if he realized this was going to happen when he was going to leave. Now, the idea of this in my mind, <laughs> first, tell him what, <laughs> what happens because Ochi talks trash and Vader throws it right back at him. Yeah, he's like, uh, you can't escape me so easily. And the later's like, good. I needed more parts. <laughs> yeah. And and so you have. He's got droids. droids with him. His droid buddies. I mean, I'm telling you, the way this is set up is uh, funny to me because you got Ochi and you have droids. He is going to decimate them. But They're also done. you need a sh- you need a ship to get off the planet. Yep. <laughs> and there it is. I think that this is just like, oh, Ochi, you've done it again. You think like, you messed up. You think he's dead? Yeah, I actually think he's going to leave him alive like he was left there Uh. and say, let's see how freaking good you do. Like, you you just saw me just pretty much win all of this, and you are going to be left here, and let's see how you do. I think that that would be more evil. And uh, I think that what we're going to have to see and what we're going to see from Greg Pak at some point in this is the idea. I'm, I'm starting to really feel bad for Darth Vader. I'm starting to really feel like me and him could hang out and he could be a friend of mine. He could come over on Saturday. We could watch cartoons. That's not Darth Vader. I think that he is going to go so over the top with him coming out of a lot of this because, uh-huh. yeah, it's nice seeing Vader, you know, weak. And it's nice seeing Vader emotional, trying to get Luke, trying to find out who hit him, trying to do all that. And then really when he ends up seeing Amidala and thinks that she might be alive, all oh, that's great. I think that he is setting up just Vader ripping through the universe and just destroying everybody to a point that we might be like, I don't know. I can't believe even Darth Vader's doing this. Yeah. Um, because you, you got to end up back to, you know, Darth Vader before we end up getting the return of the Jedi. But I, I actually really like this. Now, I don't know if you agree. We were, you were saying you read it twice. I actually read it twice as well. After you said that, I'm like, well, I like it, but I'm going to say I'm like, oh, I like it a little better. Actually, just paging through it again here, I like it even more. It's one it's of really those good. issues. It really is good. And it's really one of those weird things. That I don't know that I could say, like, I learned anything more here, but me and you talking, more me talking, unfortunately. But you end up <laughs> where, you know, it, it is good. And it, actually, it's really good. And I said, I said to Clay that I talked to, uh, and he tweeted it out, that it is true. Darth Vader as a comic 
has been one of the most consistent comics that I've read. I mean, when people read a really good, this, this Greg Puck deal is really good. Mm-hmm. And then you get people like you even told me when we first started, I said, oh, man, I really like Darth Vader. And you're like, oh, did you read the others? Did you read? Mm-hmm. You know? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, they're really good. And they really are. And uh, so, yeah, if, if you end up reading this and like it, you know, go back and read the others that came before it. They're really, really good. And even Clay, Clay said that because I told him, you know, I really like the Star Wars books on a whim. He just read this issue and loved it. I mean, even with that not having anything leading up to it, he really loved it just for the Star Wars Darth Vader stuff. So, again, though, uh, the Charles Soule Darth Vader, that was more of the Darth Vader just ripping through the galaxy as well. I mean, we, yep. we've had that. So if you need that, you can get that there. But You just get more character else? development from him. In the movies, you don't get as much. He doesn't talk as much. No, he, he really doesn't. Even yeah. though like he's one of the best characters ever. But one of the reasons why is because he's so bad and doesn't say that much. I mean, if, if you had him sitting there, you know, having drinks after hours with the stormtroopers, it it's not going to be as good. Yep. He needs to be just that ominous presence that, you know, talks. And when he talks, you know, people do listen. It's like Smith and Barney, you know, people you know, with eyes and ears to him. But when you yeah. end up with all this, uh, anything else that you want to? I just I thought it was a little weird at the beginning when that Umbaran shows up. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. kind of convenient that she shows up out of nowhere and kind of like is reporting back to the emperor what's going on. Thought that was a little a little forced. I don't know if we'll see her again. Yeah, it's weird. Um, like, where did she go? Yeah, I, I mean, because at the end, is she just sitting in the cockpit waiting? I well, she's the she's the girl that sits with um the emperor on the in the senate meetings and stuff. She's up there with him, his advisor, I guess. Now, again, you know what I think? You know what? Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that maybe, um, then again, I mean, we we realize that Darth Vader going through this is important, right? But does this up the ante? That you know, it's so important that you end up having her there to oversee it. But it was weird, like out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. I, or did did she show up, you know, after? Did she? It was just weird. I, I just didn't get that right away. Like, huh? That's that's kind of like out of the blue. But now that you you mentioned the sin, it might be that it's just that's this important, and the idea that things have to go a certain way that the emperor has foreseen. So when you have Ochi talking trash to the rock face wall, uh. You know, pipe yeah. down, you know, that's not part going of it. On yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also because part of the test may continue again, the whole deal with the test and how you have this going on, it may be very critical to have Ochi there afterwards. Like Empress, like, uh, we need that. We need the lift. But again, when what's going to happen to her? She must have come. I don't know. We'll have to see the next issue. If yeah. She's actually hopefully still there she's in it again. Very odd. Yeah. Because if so, she might be dead or that's the way to keep the test going. After Ochi gets destroyed and then he's pissed and then all of a sudden, oh, what are you doing here? Well, your your test is not over. The emperor <laughs> wants you to go here. Maybe she'll be the one and we're actually uh, going to get more of this. It's not yeah. just like, oh, you got well, or maybe there to get the wayfinder. I don't know. We'll have to see. But now I'm I'm interested to see the next one. Uh, anything else? No, I don't think so. I, I think if I had to rate this, I'd give it an eight eight point five. I'm like giving it eight point five as well. I could actually go up to. It's one of those. I'm going to stay at point five. I was going to say it's incredible. It's just yeah, like, it is. And it's Here's hard. To ex- it's is. hard to explain on this podcast too. You really yeah, have to read it, it and there's a lot of like uh, visual stuff going on. Fights, yeah, and a lot of like inner monologue. A yeah. lot of like uh, mysterious stuff. So yeah, that that's always the the problem to talk about on a podcast. So really, I, I'm going to give it an eight point five. But I'm saying I'll give it my 
highest recommendation with just an 8.5. Yeah. Uh, why, though, I think it's part of a puzzle. It's the pieces that are going. And in this little arc deal, when they have a trade of this, I think that it will be better in a trade, as long as, you know, Greg Puck lands the ending here. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is just building from each one, and it's hard to really rate an individual issue like this because of, you know, what might come next. We may just find out, you know, that this means so much more. And then once you learn, oh, my God, that's what they were saying. That's what Weberspag was saying about the question. Oh, my God, you know, that sort of thing. It could go up. It actually could yeah, go it could go down. But, yeah, I think that this is one of those trade weight type of deals. We'll have to rate and, them as, as a story, a full story at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and when this uh, goes down and all that, I think that, I, I don't buy many physical copies of books. I'm starting to think I might get these whole, you know, Star Wars, the whole runs of mm-hmm. each of these as you go, especially Star Wars and Darth Vader. And I think what I love about it, and I'm glad that they have Star Wars and Vader, it seems to be that back and forth, because they read so well back to back with each other. When we talk about Star Wars one week, then we come back with Vader because everything's connected but it's like you're getting like what luke's doing and and the rest, and then you get darth vader and it's cool and then then we go to bounty hunters next week and hopefully that <laughs> continues to be on the rise but boy these star wars invader books they're so good two of my favorite books top level now yep. yeah and it's funny because at the end of the years we usually have award shows and i don't know that we're going to do a lot of them this year because a lot of the stuff we're so down yeah. on. Uh, so we might have something else like at the DC side of things. But if I ended up doing something that was like my overall top five books of the year, I think I'd put Star Wars Darth Vader as one choice. I'd kind of fudge it, but I, I definitely, they're in my top five now. And I'm, I'm glad of that because I love Star Wars and I love the idea that I'm excited each week for stores and then top that off with the Mandalorian where a lot of people, it's like such a great time now to be a stores fan after. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even going to judge or rate the last Jedi and all the sequels. I'm not saying anything about the ratings, but boy, if there was a dark time for Star Wars fans, that it was then it. because everybody was fighting. It, nobody yep. could agree on anything. People were fighting. And then it became the idea of well, you're just old, and you just like this, and I, they, they, but do, and, and then start talking about the cinematography. I'm like, I don't give a crap about that. <laughs> I like Star Wars. I don't care how they film it. I'm not going to say that George Lucas is the greatest, you know, actual filmmaker of all time, but one of the best storytellers of all time, definitely. And that's what I like. And that's you know, this these books and Mandalorian have that spark again that I think are. Able, especially Mandalorian. I mean, these books, not that many people are reading them compared to Mandalorian, but the Mandalorian, they're doing it in such a way that it is such a, you know, you have the feel of just Star Wars and it's giving some of these people who are mad about, you know, toxic nostalgia, but now realizing, oh my God, that's pretty cool. Right, as you're seeing the canon and stuff being rebuilt. Yeah, it's, from it's, it's funny. It's emotional. It's got action. It ties a lot of stuff together. It answers a lot of questions. Nobody's arguing about the Mandalorian. It's good. It no, really the good. only thing I'm arguing in is why can't I get past the first? I'm still at <laughs> episode seven of the first season. I love it. I love it. I just it's it's an hour long. Or actually, it's weird. That show is the weirdest thing where it has different run times for each yeah, episode. Th- but I th- like that they go by what too. they need. Yep, so cool. Um, but I, I can't watch things. I end up for just a little plug for the Patreon. I'm doing a 
com- uh, cartoon show with Batman Beyond Mark. We're doing the X-Men show, the 92 mm-hmm. X-Men show. I-, I only have to read or watch that first episode. Isn't it two es- episodes it, together, though, really? It's two parts. We're going to do one part now okay. and then the other part in January. Because seriously, I can't get through 21 minutes. And I'm not even dun, dun, saying dun, dun, that dun, it's dun, anything dun, dun, dun. That music's awesome. I love that music. I know it is. That, that <laughs> first episode. <laughs> that episode's <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh. <laughs> I, I was I got like all of a sudden. But I can't even pay attention that long. I it's was hoping you'd me. pick something else. Because the X-Men's everybody's seen it a million times. That it's is just, the poll. It, it is iconic. I know. I know. Yeah. Spider-Woman almost won. It was winning for a while. And I was actually excited. Because I actually watched that. At points when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. It's not great. It's not great at all. But the X-Men deal, it it just makes me laugh. At one point, just as it is, Jubilee's walking down the street. And she's like, yeah, walking down. And all of a sudden, she's (laughs) surprised by a sentinel that's standing right next to her. The sentinel's standing alongside a building. She's like, oh, my God. I'm like, how did you not see this? (laughs) Holy moly. But, yeah, everybody's seen that. It is true. And, uh. When I was growing up, uh, a little bit of the time, like early 2000s, it seemed to me like that was so loved and so re- – now nobody likes it. Everybody just makes fun of it and stuff. But yeah. My son Ethan was watching it with me. He was enjoying it. He ended up finishing it, so I'll have to tell him to record. But, boy, I'm hoping that next week I'm actually – I do have another doctor's appointment. When I go, they better damn well give me my medicine. I'm screwed. I, I can't even say. As I'm saying this, I'm scrolling through this freaking book, and, and I'm I'm gonna ruin it. I can't just do anything. <laughs> I'm I'm out of sorts. But that's that. Man, there's yeah. a little medical talk and some. Well, you're having a, stuff. next week's Christmas. You're having an appointment next week. Yeah, I have it on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Cool. Tuesday is my appointment. I go in. They're going to check some things and hopefully because they did say I had my first appointment. Like, well, we're going to have to wait about two weeks, see what's going on. And then we'll, we might give you your Adderall again. I'm like, thanks a lot for hijacking me, jerk. They think you're, uh, they yeah. think you're uh, using it for illicit reasons. No, they're, they're afraid that it, uh, it affects my blood pressure. Oh, you know, got it. What okay. it is, because it, it will increase my blood pressure and. If I told people my blood pressure, they'd probably fall over and die themselves because it's not good. <laughs> so they want to see that everything gets in line. This is what happened before. I'm sure he'll end up giving it to me. And then I'll say more, more. <laughs> he'll end up like, okay, well, we'll give you one milligram. I'm like, really? Like you had me on like 60 before. This ain't going to do much. <laughs> but we'll see. That's the problem, too, is when the shutdown came and I lost my insurance and all that. I had such a high dosage. Uh, of Adderall twice a day that it could probably kill a horse, and then all yeah. of a sudden I had none. There's and no symptoms the, if if you don't stop taking that stuff. It's not like oh, it, yeah, it, yeah. The yeah. symptoms were when I stopped taking it, I couldn't freaking wake up. Uh, okay. I, I ended up because when I take it, it really doesn't affect me that much. Like I don't stay up all night and all that. It doesn't affect me like that. It's just I I can focus and I can yeah, kind of get through the day a little better. But when you do take it away, your body. Goes to, and and the doctor just, and even said, my wife said, why didn't they wean you off? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. They they just took it away, and I'm That's like, dangerous. I'm That's dangerous. But oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I ended up. I was talking about I your blood pressure function. I was having a lot of problems. It took me like two days, and then I was oh. fine. Uh, even then, Tanya said they should have maybe told you. Now again, they didn't really know that I was going to lose my insurance. But I went the last time and said this. This is it. My insurance ends. Probably should have like. Okay, we're gonna prescribe you thirty milligrams, then yeah. ten, like yeah. something. But no, something. he didn't. He's a jerk. But there you go. <laughs> then I'll take and I really when I take it though, the first time it probably will 
send me flying through the roof, but usually it doesn't. I, I said I drink coffee like as I'm laying down to go to bed and it, it doesn't affect me at yeah, all. Yeah. So that sort of thing. But I try. I try to get through, and I try to watch 21-minute cartoons and can't. I start thinking about all these other crazy stuff. But that's it. That's it for the podcast. We extended a little for people, <laughs> a little uh, ending chat, chit-chat yeah. here. But thanks, everybody. <laughs> and, yeah, again, um, eventually, if I can catch up, i got to really buckle down. Maybe during the holidays, I would like to talk a little Mandalorian, even if we ended up just, you know, generally – just hey, what did you think about last episode? Stuff like that. We we yeah. don't need to go through full out reviews, but I would no. like to talk, you know, at the end of an episode about stuff like that. And we have the bounty hunters next week, and then the week after we do have Doctor Afra. The week after though will be a Patreon only deal because it's an annuals week, a oh, fifth, cool. uh, a fifth cool. Wednesday of the month, and when we have that pop up, all the shows that week are on the Patreon. So if you want to listen that week for the Star Wars, the X-Men, and the regular podcast. It's Patreon only that one week. And if you don't, you could just kind of, you know, pretend that it's a vacation from our ramblings. But <laughs> thanks, everybody. Thank you, Matt, for joining no me. I hope that everybody continues uh, reading these. I, I always get a kick when people do mention some things. But uh, one of the things I love the most is a couple people, including Clay, uh, going to read these Star Wars books when they never had any thought of doing so and then actually enjoying them more than they thought they would. So that's kind of a cool deal. Yeah, the Star Wars chat uh, chat on Slack chat's been pretty good too lately on the Patreon. I had to I had to up the ante on the Slack because I, I ended up and I'm in the DC channel. What what really started all this and there's like 17 people. people. I'm like, <laughs> what's going on? Do people not know about this? But yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, the Slack chat's something that you get in the Patreon as well where everybody just sits and talks about comics and movies and stuff like that for all the different types of things we do. Yep. Um, but yeah, if you want to know more about that, you can go to the Patreon, patreon.com slash weird science, but also go to our Twitter, WS Marvel Comics, and also the website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com to do all that stuff. And, uh, you know, giving the whole deal, me and Matt also do a podcast with the best worst comics. Each Wednesday we get together and we've been going through the DC uh, All-Star Batman and Robin the Boy Wonder by Frank Miller, which is bad, but maybe not so bad. No. <laughs> One of those weird things. That's our test that we went through. <laughs> Webbish Fog made us you know, do that and we realized this isn't so bad, but the next book's pretty bad. And we'll, we'll end up uh, the next phase after that. We'll make sure that we grab some sort of Marvel thing uh, after we end up doing that secret one. That comes next But yeah We're almost done yeah. The All-Star Batman and Robin We'll be finishing it up This coming Wednesday And then starting up The next deal We'll have a deal But we'll, we'll throw Some Marvel stuff in There's there's bad comics All around We'll find some good ones Don't worry about that That Marvel uh, Oh my god we, we could continue With that at one I point I would if you want <laughs> Go so over uh, It doesn't <laughs> Now at the point where And if you know I ended up putting The first episode On the Marvel You know Deal This uh, yeah. feed so yep. people may have already heard that, that nonsense. It goes now where the the characters start to go search out God and yeah. go to the beginning of time and it gets way it's not even fun anymore. It's it's bad. But maybe, maybe one day we'll get back to that. But we'll find some bad Marvel stuff. There's plenty plenty to be had, mm -hmm. right? Uh sins of the past. But we'll end up ending <laughs> with that. 
And uh, yeah, that's it there. Anything else, Matt? <laughs> no, I'm good, I'm man. rambling at the end. All right, everybody, <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks and a lot. And we'll see you next week.